Jacob Kornblue is with us live via telephone. He is political correspondent for the Jewish Insider. Uh, you see him very often uh, covering stories, especially uh, in New York and Washington. Jacob Kornblue, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum Siegel. Good morning to you, sir. So I've been trying to um, to find out, uh, d- d- delving into a couple of different sources, uh, what the general schedule of the Prime Minister of Israel will be today in Washington, D.C. Is there anything you could tell us that would shed some light on what the uh, the Netanyahu-Trump summit uh, will be schedule-wise? Oh, well, the Prime Minister today is huddling with his advisors uh, to make sure that uh, with an unpredictable president like Donald Trump, that nothing goes sour during the meeting. Yeah, obviously, they'll have a meeting. Uh, the schedule is not out. Uh, it's uh, yet to be determined if they will have a working lunch, but they will uh, uh, do a joint press conference and take questions from reporters. And for Prime Minister Netanyahu, it is very important that at least in public, uh, they present a no gap, uh, no daylight between the two countries and at least embrace each other uh, as if uh, a new chapter in the U.S.-Israel relationship. Netanyahu is also expected to meet with Rex Tillerson, who is Secretary of State, but has no uh, previous uh, relationship with the Israeli leadership. Uh, uh, overall, it seems that Netanyahu has a large uh, a shopping list, a big shopping list, uh, and is looking to at least get the president uh, on one page when it comes to Iran's behavior in the region. Uh, obviously, the Iran deal is on the agenda, but nobody expects the president to rip up the deal. Uh, at least in public, he never committed to do that other than uh, in a the uh, TV interview uh, a year ago. So uh, settlements, the Middle East peace process, uh, Hezbollah, Syria, and uh, the Iran deal will be on the agenda. What, what? And based on previous visits, at least uh, in public, it looks like it will be a smooth meeting uh, full of smiles and handshakes and so on. All right, so I guess we can expect that at some point, you know, in the middle of the day, so to speak, some type of encounter between the two of them that all of us will follow closely. But is it a fact, and I'm sorry to question you, but I'm just so curious, as a candidate, he only one time went ahead and declared that he would rip up the Iran deal? Yes. Uh, it was, I think, in at a rally or in a TV interview, other... Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know the exact wording up by heart, but when he addressed APEC, which was a scripted speech uh, on a teleprompter written by Jared Kushner and some of his aides, he said he'll terminate uh, the deal, but gave no specifics. Otherwise, uh, he went on at almost every rally to criticize the deal, to say it's a bad deal, but when asked, when asked, uh, on specifics, he never gave a clear answer. He always talked about the $150 billion that America gave, which is not necessarily true because uh, all America did was uh, release freeze assets from uh, uh, 
a disputed right. uh, 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 three decades ago. Uh, so, again, uh, President Trump hasn't laid out, uh, at least when it comes to the Middle East, a clear plan on what he plans to do with it. Even on the Israeli-Palestinian uh, uh, front, when he gave that speech at APEC, obviously he said he's going to move the embassy to Jerusalem, and according to reports, he was ready to do that on inauguration day, but he dialed it back uh, after speaking with leaders in the region, and obviously Israel might not be pushing for it because Netanyahu uh, rather have a commitment of the president to build in large settlement blocks, or at least get on one page when it comes to the Iran deal. Jacob Kornblue with us, political correspondent for Jewish Insider. Well, you just cited the story that you um, that you shared today uh, with your readers, uh, and a Haaretz story about Senator Bob Corker um, declaring that uh, President Trump was ready to move the embassy and make the declaration literally within seconds after being inaugurated. Is there any... I don't know, is there any further word or any way to substantiate how close the president was to to doing that? Or is that just, you know, Bob Corker saying that, you know, he was so enthusiastic about it, meaning the president, that some thought he might do it right away? No, I, I mean, Bob Corker is very close to the president. Uh, during the campaign, he was a very close advisor. And when it comes to Israel, he, he's not looking to bluff because he was seen as the least favorite to become uh, Secretary of State from an Israel standpoint. Uh, obviously, he's chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee, so he has a broad understanding. But from conversations I had with Trump aides uh, after he got elected and moving into transition period, this was clearly something that they were planning to do as a dramatic statement that uh, there's a new shift in tone uh, on the U.S. Israel uh, relationship. And don't forget that uh, he appointed one of his closest Jewish advisors, David Friedman, as ambassador uh, to Israel. And he declared in his statement that went out uh, through the Trump transition team that he'll work out of Jerusalem. So obviously it was planned to be rolled out uh, in the near future. Uh, what happened is, one, uh, President Trump is unpredictable. He right. can change his mind very fast. And two, he spoke to King Abdullah from Jordan, who is an ally of the United States, but also an ally of Israel. He's not an enemy of Israel. Right. Uh, obviously, he has his reservations, and other Gulf states in the region also have their reservations, and they are looking to maintain warm ties with Israel uh, uh, somewhat to go public in the near future, and they don't want to see uh, protests in the streets or turmoil in the Middle East, which is, uh, at least as of now, so unstable. So I guess, uh, and, and again, you never know, we can wake up tomorrow morning or watch the press conference with Netanyahu tomorrow, and suddenly Trump will come up with a statement that he is moving the embassy to Jerusalem. He's totally unpredictable. Yeah, the only predictability is his unpredictability. Um, uh, where are you spending the day, and what city are you spending today? Well, I'm flying off to Miami because since January 20, I've not gotten any sleep. <laughs> and so I'm looking forward to at least a nap or two 
at the beach. And do we still uh, do we still find you in City Hall with all the expanded interest that you've shown your readers uh, in what's happening nationally and internationally? Are you still being found in New York's City Hall on a regular basis? Yes, uh, uh, obviously I'll be focusing on local and national issues, and we have an election coming up. Uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio is running for re-election. We have a city council election, uh, 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 an election for speak of the city council, and these will be of very interest to uh, uh, your listeners because there's always a Jewish angle to these stories. So obviously I'll be monitoring and reporting uh, uh, of City Hall, but I'm not, I don't have my residence in City Hall, and obviously, with all that's going on, I do not intend to spend too much time in Washington, D.C. I think there was a time when the mayor of New York thought you had residence in City Hall, by the way. Jacob Cornblue, thank you, political correspondent for Jewish Insider. Thank you so much for your insight, and enjoy your day down there in Miami. Have a good day, Malcolm. There he is, Jacob Cornblue. Uh, a little bit of a perspective on the, uh, on the Netanyahu Trump meeting, and um, a little, a little bit more clarity on this whole story that we uh, discovered about the uh, desire of President Trump to move the embassy within seconds of his inauguration back on January twentieth. Tuesday morning broadcast. Plenty more coming up. It's J.M. and the A.